Lighter side of life, let's go talk to Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s at the University of Michigan, also a co-host and does a fantastic job with Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com on the Michigan Football Podcast so you can hear weekly. and He's ready to talk about his elation that Jim Harbaugh and his staff are going nowhere. Well, first of all, Bill, your uh, your discussion about tomorrow's show with that young man is inspirational. That's great news to hear that about that kid. Yeah, he's a good uh, guy, man. A good family. Uh, good uh, the the coach Landon grows. Uh, the it's one of those stories, man. That you can play. You you've been around it, Doug, long enough that you can play for somebody. You can you know you can look at the Bills and what's happened and how they've responded uh, with Demar Hamlin that. And it's not fake. It's real. It's in a locker room. No one knows it. That the, those players don't quit, and they provide extra inspiration to get through a season. It's special. Well, when you that's that's we talk about that, Bill, during these these common comments between you and myself and on the on the air here, and when we're golfing over at Tully Moore, this is the special emotion that goes on inside of locker rooms that can carry a team above and beyond uh, where they thought they might be able to get to. And you get a story like this, and you get a special reason to play a little harder. These kinds of things do a lot of good for people, and it's good to hear. And uh, it's just it's another example of a long list of them that's inspiring. So it's good stuff. I'm glad to hear it. You know, and there's something about the toughness of football. And, again, I'm not going to downplay any other sport, any other uh, person who's played a team sport, but there's something about the pure mental and physical toughness of football on playing on a team. And I'm talking high school, college pro that can't be duplicated anywhere in life. And maybe outside of the military, right? I was just going to say, Bill. It, it, you know, I've, I'm not a, I'm not an American military veteran, but I've read a lot about them. A lot of the special warriors of this country, things they've done. You can see it if you ever around these folks. You can see it in their eyes. They talk talk about their fellow soldiers and the things they went to. It's that's a different level than us guys that ever played football. But uh, it's the only thing I can compare it to. So I understand when you start seeing uh, American veterans talking about things they've been through and how important their teammates were. That's the closest thing you can get to outside of football, so they're both pretty special. Yeah, and the camaraderie of a, uh, of a police department, uh, I think, a you know, fire department, that, that they, you know, yeah. their lives are on the line every day. I, I think those categories, uh, you need a yeah. special man or woman to handle that on the police and law enforcement side with firefighters because you never know every day if you're coming home, right? Yeah, those yeah, the people that do that kind of adverse life in their careers, they're special folks. We appreciate all of them. That's absolutely right. I'm glad you brought that up because I miss those folks. They're doing the same thing out there. And, I, you know, back to the football thing, you know, when you get pressed into physical situations and you start questioning whether you can physically do something and you've got your teammates lifting you up, encouraging you, yeah, Bill, I, I, you know, when I exercise now as a middle-aged man, I, I still think of the guys on my team that push me. When I'm tired, you know, riding that stationary bike, and I'm tired, I, I think of Corwin Brown and, and Steve Everett and my old teammates that used to encourage me when I was, you know, dragging to just finish the drill. And so 
it, it lasts a long, long time in the, in the lives of the people that have been down those paths. And so that's why it matters. It's a big deal for all of us. I told you uh, off air, and I think I've said it on air, that my son Ace, during his sophomore year playing both ways, starting for Coach Swander and Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern, that uh, it wasn't so much I'm impressed, hey, my son made varsity. I watched him play through three injuries, and he never he never took it down off until he had to. And I'm telling you, uh, the mental strength, the physical strength, uh, everything after the season, what he got through, uh, only only him and his teammates would know. A parent wouldn't know because you weren't in there. You weren't in the huddle. You weren't out there for the yeah. snaps of plays, the practices, the weight room, the power strength uh, training. You weren't there. And, and to watch him power through, I could tell when he's quiet that you could see he's hurting. He's unwrapping bandages like, you know, he's coming off a battlefield, literally, right? And, well, you know in building the lessons that he's learning, that everybody else has gone and done these things, military, fire, police, football players, the lessons that last long after are you don't ever want to let anybody down. You don't want to let your teammates down. So that's why you go and you play when you're hurt and you're tired and you do those things. And everybody that's listening to you and I talk about this, that's done this, they're all shaking their head out there going, yeah, we get it. And then it, it just pays dividends for the rest of your life. You go off and you do, do different things. You don't want to let people down. You do a little bit extra work for the teammates that are working for you, and that's what makes it all go. It's good stuff. Uh, it's football, man. It's team sports. It's the camaraderie, toughness, the mental side. I say this about kids in sports, and some parents are psycho, but I, I really I, I, I see it. And I look at Ace, and he just turned 16. And I'm thinking, like, yeah. man, he's – He's earning his man card, and he still has two big years ahead of him in football, and wherever he wants to take it, hey, man, more power to him. But uh, he really, I, I, you know, because you don't, you know, you think about this, Doug, and you're a father of a couple great kids. Is that uh, three children, right? Yeah. Three kids, yeah. So we, we, don't, we don't often say we respect our children. Well, we'll talk about respect military, respect police. We, boy, you know, uh, we tell a story about Jacob Radlinski, and man, we respect the heck out of that kid. How often do we look at our own children and say, "Man, I really respect you for what you did"? When they're fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, that's a rarity. Well, when they start making grown-up decisions and doing things the hard way, when they have a choice to do it the easy way, and they're and they're grinding and they're working hard and they're sacrificing themselves for others. Hopefully that's when all of us parents say something to encourage them to do it more. Yeah, I did. I told him. I said, forget, you know, you guys went to the playoffs. They're a loaded team, played a ton of sophomores. They, I think, have a legit shot in Division Four to win a state title the next couple of years. And But I told him, I'm, I'm more, after the football banquet, I'm more proud of you. A couple things. I, I knew the injuries you played through. And you got academic All-State. So there you go. Right? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's good stuff. Maybe maybe Jim Harbaugh will still be the head coach by the time he comes out of high school. And uh, and he'll get a look. I don't know. Uh, or or maybe Santa Ono and Jim, <laughs> after every football season, are going to look at the transfer portal for presidents and coaches. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if we could get through a January without having to do the Harbaugh shuffle and figure out whether he's staying or going? Yeah, but I have mixed emotions. I I, I, I have mixed emotions, Skeener, because 
Michigan got knocked out early in the college football playoff. I thought at least they were going to get to January, what was it, ninth in the yeah. championship game. So this Harbaugh talk kind of stretched it through, as Tim Stout called it, from Stout on Sports in Lansing, of all places. Harbaugh was the gift that keeps on giving. If you think about the last three off-seasons, even when their season ended, that went into early February signing day when he went and uh, interviewed with the Vikings. So I, I, I think the biggest thing that I'm impressed with is Santa Ono and how quick he was able to end this story in a positive way for Harbaugh, Michigan, the assistants, everybody connected to that program and school. So two things there. The the Harbaugh story that keeps on giving is great for sports radio and and, and folks with uh, news content in the sports world. For us fans and for the program, I'm not so sure it's great, and that's where where President Ono steps in, who clearly is a different approach to athletics than the previous president at Michigan, understands the value of a prominent football program at a school like Michigan and, and the other big schools and the value that it brings and steps up and makes this happen. We would not have seen this out of the previous president at Michigan. I would have been shocked had the previous guy done this, but this guy comes to Michigan with a high level of enthusiasm for athletics, specifically football and basketball, and he supports the program and steps up and makes this happen. That's great. I would just like to go a year from now and and not have to have this same discussion for a month. Yeah, and I I believe that's going to be part of this deal. I know we've had Ballas on the entire Wolverine.com team. Uh, Broom, Safey. uh, Safey will join us coming up in a few moments, but... Uh, I, I think Ono will say, look, I'm going to give you the extra talent pool. You're hearing the money pool for assistance might be upwards of $20 million. Uh, that's huge for Harbaugh uh, to keep consistency. Uh, he'll become one of the top five paid college football coaches, which is fair. He, he's not in the, he hasn't won national championships yet. That's a fair number. And for him, with what he's done the last two years, to be the highest paid in the Big Ten, I find that to be fair. At least that's what we're I hearing. Think, I, yeah, I, I think it's fair, too. I think you look at back in the in the era that Jim has been the head coach, he arrived and was given top college football money without earning anything yet. And for six years, we had to wait for what we all kind of wanted to happen, seven years. And now the last two years, we're, we're at the expectation that we had when he first arrived here. So I absolutely agree. He's due to be paid to the performance level that he's been given the last two seasons and to try to take this thing to the final step, which is to get to the top of the mountain and not collapse in the playoffs. But I think you're talking about salaries. I think his base is average, middle-of-the-road Big Ten in this current deal. So you clearly, uh, President Ono and Ward, they got to step in and fix that if you're going to keep this guy and good coaching staff to support him and what they're doing down there in Ann Arbor and continue to get better. This is the era, and this is the reality of college football, that the coaching staffs make enormous amounts of money. Even an average assistant coach is making a half million to $700,000 these days at the big schools across the country. Michigan has to keep up. So what do you think? The question I'm asking the audience, our Bud Light, huge question of the day, expectations, I... I, I think from the consensus of everybody on the show today, it's not beating Michigan State and Ohio State. That's a given, you're hoping. It's not winning a Big Ten title, which they've won two. It's now winning college football playoff games for Michigan. I 
I would say you start there now, Bill, right? So the winning the Big Ten, this is the luxury of doing it back-to-back. It becomes a standardized expectation of the players on that team. The guys that are coming back, some pretty big names, obviously. The young men that are going to join the program from high school or transferring in from other schools. Hey, man, it's a given that we're going to win this Big Ten. We're going to beat Michigan State and Ohio State. We're going to get into this playoff. And that's where the improvement has to be made. And the players, I think, fully understand this. And also the coaches. They, I, I said this to, to you after the game. Harbaugh got out coached against TCU. That's got to be improved. So we got to be patient here and go through another winter and spring and get into the fall and all the way back to November of this year until we can see how well Michigan can improve upon this. But they're clearly going to have the tools to get back to where they were. Yeah, and I think now it's just wait and see. The schedule looks friendly. and You do have trips to Minnesota, to Nebraska. Uh, you go to Penn State. Uh, you go to Michigan State. So the away schedule uh, is a little bit more daunting than it was last year. But you got to play the games, and we'll see what Michigan does. Doug Skeen, you could hear him with Chris Ballas. Wolverine.com, Michigan football podcast, weekly basis. Skeen, a five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at Michigan, late 80s, early 90s. Doug, wonderful conversation, good stuff. My best to you, and we'll talk down the road. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for having me. All right, Doug, yep, Doug Skeen checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics. Remember to gear up for Michigan. Quality license official team gear, a huge selection Always had that great Meyer price inside the team care department at your local Meyer.